I do work in healthcare and um, I do wear many hats and it's been a, a lifelong um, or lifelong up into this point journey of um, integrating all of those things and finding a way for it to feel like all one thing of a piece where I can say, you know, this is my career and it all makes sense and fits together. And um, that, that I, that I finally feel that um, and that I can kind of use that um, to help other people is, uh, is phenomenal. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, everyone. I have a special guest that I know you guys are absolutely going to love. She's a very neat, creative lady, and I'm going to just tell you a little bit about her. First of all, her name is Susan Hampton Myers. She is a brand strategist and a visual artist and founder of Susan Myers Studio. In her consulting practice, she helps marketing and sales teams across the healthcare ecosystem grow their brands and envision innovative ways to electrify their work. Drawing on her work as an artist, she brings a fresh creative perspective to strategies. So Susan, welcome to our show today. Thanks, Donna. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So Susan, tell us just a little bit about yourself. I'm sure you didn't start as this beautiful artist, marketing and sales, you know, in this industry, if you will. So how did you start on your pathway? Yeah, I want to be a brand strategist when I grow up is not something you hear a lot of five-year-olds say, right? Exactly. <laughs> Although I do think that when I was five, I, I imagined being an artist. What I what I remember about that time, um, you know, that time in all of our lives when we're going, what do you want to be when you grow up, is that I had a really long list of different things that I wanted to be. And I remember drawing a clock on the wall and saying, I'm going to be a doctor between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. And then I'm going to be a nurse between 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. And then I'm going to be an artist between 6 p.m., you know, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> like, I love that. I love that. That's great. Different professions. And you know what the really ironic thing is, is it's actually not far off from where I ended up uh, ended up landing. Um, I did not get a medical degree, but, but I, um, I do work in healthcare and, um, I do wear many hats and it's been a, a lifelong, um, or lifelong up into this point journey of, um, integrating all of those things and finding a way for it to feel like all one thing of a piece where I can say, you know, this is my career and it all makes sense and fits together. And, um, that, that I, 
that I finally feel that um, and that I can kind of use that um, to help other people is, uh, is phenomenal. That's awesome. So explain just a little bit more about what you actually do as an artist in this foundation that you have, this Susan Meyer studio. Do you teach people how to do art or it sounds like you have a little marketing in there and yeah, so I'm, I am a brand strategist um, okay. and I, um, while I, you know, have always made art and continue to make art, Susan Meyer Studio is um, actually a consulting practice. And what I do is I, um, I take my strategy skills, which I learned at the Boston Consulting Group. That was my first job out of college. Um, they decided to hire me, who was an art and art history major, um, to go do complicated spreadsheets and uh, uh, management consulting strategy work, um, which was an incredible education for me. And I think probably an incredible risk for them to take on me. Um, and I'm so grateful that they did um, because I learned um, all about how businesses operate um, from many different perspectives finance operations, marketing, but I got really interested in marketing. Um, not so much in the promotions sense, but more in the, in the way that people interact with the products that they use. And I did there a lot of um, customer research work. So focus groups and one-on-one -on -one interviews, um, asking people about the role that a certain um, brand or product had in their lives. So, you know, I would go into people's homes and look at their bookshelves. We were working for a book retailer and ask them about like, how did you choose this book? You know, how, you know, how do you decide what to read? How do you decide where to, to store them and display them? Right. And then we did some work for a, a, a clothing retailer. And so I was looking through women's lingerie drawers with them, you know, asking That's them. funny. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Um, and so I continued doing that kind of work. Um, I, I ended up leaving management consulting because I really wanted to have more of a visual um, a component to the work that I did. And so that's how I got into branding. Um, and I worked for some um, small branding agencies, uh, packaging design firm, um, and a, a firm that focused on uh, customer insights work. Um, and I really wanted to dig deep into this emotional connection that people have with brands um, and how the visual language of the brand can um, bring that to life as well. Um, so about 10 years ago, I decided to start my own consulting firm for a variety of reasons, but a big one was um, that there were certain things that I, I felt like I was good at and passionate about and really liked to do, um, but they were a sub-segment of the things that you know one would be required to do as a typical strategy director in a branding agency kind of role. And I wanted to really be able to create my own tools and methodologies um, to help people do the sorts of things that they come to a branding agency for. So, you know, they'll come to someone like me for, um, you know, I'm building a brand or I'm, or I'm evolving my, my existing brand. Um, and we really want to think about what, what our strategic positioning is. So like what makes us unique in the marketplace um, and think about how we express that in words and pictures so that we communicate it effectively with the world. Um, so I do a lot of that kind of work. Um, and I also do, uh, you know, some innovation work. So, you know, we have this brand, where do we go from here? How can we grow? You know, do we do more of the same thing for different groups of people? Do we do, um, 
you know, different things than we already do that are kind of related to what we do for the same people that we serve, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I run workshops with people to help them, you know, get inspired and use their imagination um, and ideate new um, paths forward for the brand um, on that dimension. So it's really creative work um, wrapped in, uh, you know, a kind of an analytical approach strategy as a discipline is very analytical. And while I don't, you know, use spreadsheets anymore. Um, I definitely have like a very logical, um, methodical approach to, you know, once we've kind of put all the pictures on the wall and come up with all those great ideas, then how do we actually turn that into an executable, implementable uh, roadmap for, you know, for what you're going to do with all of that. So get to use really both sides that. of the brain, yeah. Yeah, I love that you bring emotion into it because, you know, everything that we purchase or that we do has a sense of kind of an emotion tied to it, doesn't it? So you're, you're looking, I mean, obviously when you had to go into women's lingerie and find out, I'm guessing why they chose what they chose, is that kind of what I was right. hearing? That's right. Yeah. And, and so a lot of things are are emotional, aren't they? Like we choose things depending on what we're, what kind of experience we're trying to have, or, you know, like books and, and like you said, how do you, how you display them and why, and all of that, that actually fascinates me because, you know, I know that, you know, we are emotional buyers. And so it's really good to kind of tie into that. So if someone was to come to you, and they wanted you to kind of just look at their stuff and, and give them an idea, like how would they go about actually getting you to help them in their, like their website or, or their products or whatever they have? Yeah. So the process I use always starts with the customer because as you said, it, the emotion is at the heart of it. And, you know, when sometimes people ask me like, what is branding or what is a brand? And, you know, that's one of those cool questions because there's so many different answers to it. That's but true. I really believe that the brand is the relationship. The brand is, you know, it's, it's the relationship between the person who's using that product and, and, and that product. And like any relationship, it's like you said, emotional, and it also needs nurturing. Um, it's based in a set of promises, right? That you're, you know, if you think about it, like a friend that you have, and you have kind of a contract with that person, and you don't want to break any of those promises. You don't want to make promises that aren't kind of true to who you are that, you know, that you can't keep. And so that's kind of the foundation for how I help people think about their brands. Um, and then, so we start with the process of like, okay, let's look at who you're, who you're serving, who's your audience. And, you know, I don't always work with consumer goods. In fact, I work mostly with healthcare now and I do a lot of business to business work, but the same principles apply because in the end, you know, even if you're selling, I don't know, like, software systems to a corporation, you're still one human being selling that to another human being who's making the decision. So all the same things apply. Right. And that human being has not just functional needs for, you know, how do I want this medical device to work, but they have human, you know, they're a person behind it, right? So they have aspirations. So maybe they have like an aspiration in their job to be seen as an innovator. 
Um, or maybe they have an aspiration in their life to feel like they're making a contribution. And all of those things you need to understand about them and be thinking about when you um, create your product or evolve your product and when you message you know, what it is that you're doing. Um, it's in order to connect with that human on the other side of the message. Um, the example I like to use, and because it's an easy one to understand in consumer goods, and I did a lot of work in food and a lot of work in breakfast cereal, um, and the target audience is often moms for that, right? And so when you think about breakfast cereal, like what, you know, the, the functional benefit, which is like the word in branding, you'd be like the functional benefit and the emotional benefit. So the functional benefit of my product as a breakfast cereal might be that it's healthy and it tastes good. Um, but the emotional benefit that that mom is getting is that she feels like a good mom. And you can see in that example, like super easily how those two things like relate to each other, but are quite different. And so I try to get to like, what is that? I want to be a good mom feeling for your medical device product or your, you know, <laughs> enterprise software product. And it's there always. Um, so we start with a customer. Um, I, you know, depending on the scope of the project, um, we will either go out and talk to customers and hear from their mouths what they have to say or follow along with them in their day. Um, for a smaller scope project, um, I'll have somebody, you know, just ask for testimonials or tell me about, you know, uh, what, uh, what they know about their customers. We do a lot of collaging. Um, we'll come out with a portrait of the customer, I call it, um, where there's uh, words and pictures. And then I have the team describe um, why did you choose, choose those pictures? Because it really is true. The picture is worth a thousand words. And so um, when you put a picture on a wall, I use this collaging technique in a lot of different um, areas. Um, but when you hear somebody describe why they chose a picture, it is so rich and so much deeper and broader than just having somebody like make a list of words. Um, so we'll come out with this portrait of the customer. So that does two things. One, it narrows the target field, right? Because it's so easy to be like, well, this is for everyone, but you know, if it's for everyone, it's for no one kind of thing. So exactly. helping to narrow down like, you know, who's your minimum viable audience? Like, who is this really for? Not to say other people not, might, might not buy it, but who are you going to be speaking to? Cause you're having an intimate conversation in all of your messaging. Who is that, you know, very small segment that you're speaking to and what is it that they truly care about and then the second piece of that that you put together with it is you know who are you right and this is like from the independent small business owner to the giant billion dollar corporation this question is the same what do you value what do you care about what do you stand for how do you want to be seen in the world and and how you know what how do you genuinely back that up because it's easy of course to list all the platitudes of you know we all want to be generous and loyal and creative right but like what are the things that really truly are in your and i do a bullseye exercise a lot of times where i say like okay put you know take all of your the elements of your brand and all the things you care about and all your values and like pictures and words and you have this whole pile of stuff and now I want you to put it up on the bullseye and I want you to organize it in the following way so in the center of the bullseye only gets to go without this thing this brand literally wouldn't be this brand like it wouldn't exist people wouldn't recognize it this has to be there and that can be something like the logo or the color 
um, or it can be like a value, like generosity, right? It can be any type of thing, but it has to be something that's super, super core. And then the next uh, layer out um, is, you know, this is really essential to the brand, you know, this is it. And then the next layer out becomes, um, you know, this is part of the brand, but if we took it away, like people might not care or notice, or, you know, it's not that central. And what that exercise reveals is that all of these things that people have created this pile of stuff, like, yeah, these are our, this is what our brand is about. Actually, a surprising number of them end up on that outer ring. And it's so helpful for the team to then go like, oh, I see really clearly now that like, this is something that maybe we think is cool and we care about in the team, we're not gonna get rid of, but it's not really what our customer, like how our customers see us or what they care about. Um, so there's, I have like dozens of exercises like that, but those are just a couple that are, um, you know, that are really fruitful and they use a lot. Um, and so doing those, and now we do them virtually, of course, but um, those, those kinds of exercises, which can be done individually or in teams, um, but really help you reflect on um, what your organization is all about. And, um, and then you merge the two, right? Like, so where's the intersection of what your customer really cares about, what they need, and what you actually can deliver based on who you are and what you bring to the table. Wow. That just sounds awesome. I'm, I'm so intrigued. Like I seriously want to check out this and, and see kind of where I'm at in, you know, my website and I'm thinking about my podcast and I'm thinking about all these things. So, um, you know, this is just fascinating to me. So if somebody were to want to work with you, do you have a website? How can they get a hold of you to be able to find out more? Sure. So I do have a website called SusanMeyerStudio.com and Meyer, the spelling is a little funny. It's M-E-I-E-R. Um, you can also go to, um, I have a landing page called Electrify Your Work, which is a little easier to spell and remember. Um, and I have, so I do consulting projects for large companies, like I said, and the information, of course, on that is there. Um, but for like what you were just saying, I often talk to people who are like, oh, I actually want to check this out for my own business. Um, you know, you don't have to be a billion dollar corporation to work with me. I love working with small businesses. And I actually developed a, a set of tools for, you know, kind of scaled across different like size companies or budgets, right? Like, you know, if you really are in a DIY kind of situation and you just want to kind of download the workbook and work through those exercises yourself. Um, I've created that. Um, and then there's another tool where you can um, work through that with me. Um, and those are, I, I find super fun because I spend, you know, a bunch of hours, you know, nowadays on zoom um, or in the past in person, um, you know, going through doing those exercises one-on-one -on -one and um, it's, it's just a really fun, process at the end of which you come out with, okay, here's my messaging. Here's like some phrases and tools that I'm going to use. Um, and this is like a really clear picture of what my brand is about and where I want to go with it. Um, and that's a, that, that's a really fun process. Yeah. I think you've really tapped into something that not a lot of branding people do. And, and that's bringing the emotion into it and, and all of the research that you did to 
be able to go in people's homes and and really find out, you know, why did you buy this? And what was the, you know, thing that attracted you to this specific thing? And, and really understanding that uh, to me is, is where it's at. So I think you've really tapped into something pretty powerful here that maybe others haven't really thought about, at least I hadn't, you know, as far as emotional wise, you know, why people opt into certain things. So um, yeah, I think this is a great thing for, for individuals and businesses and, you know, small and corporations, like you said. So um, Susan, I always asked at the very end as well, you know, you didn't end up here, you know, it, well, you ended up here, but you didn't start here. You had a process that you went through. And as you were going through that process, is there a tool or a technique that you use to be able to kind of really define what you were creating as far as who you were and this business? And, you know, was there one thing that if somebody else is trying to figure out life and, what direction to go, um, how they would, um, anything that could help them in any way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, so the specific tool, um, which I'll talk about more in a second, but if there's a specific tool, I would say it was the artist way, which I actually did a long time ago um, when I was working at the Boston Consulting Group. So that was like 20 years ago. And I was thinking at that time, boy, I have these like two lives that I'm living and I don't know how they relate to each other. And I don't know how to integrate them, if I could possibly ever integrate them. And I was really struggling like inside to say like, what's my identity? right? Like, am I a business person? Am I an artist? Should I do like a business with art? Like I was very confused and that book. And it's funny because I've heard just now, cause the book's been out for a long time. And during the pandemic, I feel like it's had this little mini resurgence. Like a lot of people are either doing it again or discovering it for the first time. Um, but I really highly suggest that. Um, and what is the name of the book? It's called the artist's way. Oh, it is. Okay. I wrote that down, but I didn't know that was the name of the book. Okay. Book, And it's a bit, it's organized a bit like a workbook. I mean, there's also a lot to read in there. It's by Julia Cameron. Um, and it is, it is pretty magical. Um, and there's a, a series of exercises that you do week by week. I think it's a 12 week. It's organized around 12 weeks. Um, and it really, it's a, it's a self-reflection process. Um, and uh, that was super helpful. But what I'm also going to say about that is that it wasn't like I worked through that book and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, the answer is clear. The <laughs> book kind of opened the path. But, you know, I always call it the zigzag path. It's like, you're like, okay, right. I'm, at least this was my experience. Like, okay, now I know what to do. I'm going to go off in this direction to the right. And then you get there and you're like, mm, that's good, but it's not exactly right. Okay, let me go off in this direction, back over to the left. Right. And it was like that for years and years for me. And so I think the real, like, um, so this is not like a tool, but like the moment, the transformative decision, I guess, that I made was really to start my own business. 
because after I did that, I had the freedom. And in order to do that, then that's why the artist way was important. Like in order to do that, you have to like build up that kind of confidence and resilience and frankly, a skill set. And but but to sort of um, get yourself to a place where you are able to step off and make that leap. Um, but starting my own business was definitely that turning point where I was like, this is, I'm now like in control of my own destiny, in control of my own time. I have the freedom to do the kind of work that I want to do and not do the kind of work that I don't want to do and to really be myself and express mm -hmm. all the parts of myself exactly as I am and bring that into the world and into the work that I do. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That, that is definitely something that I think you're right. The zigzag is, is something that we all do, you know, but it's, it's kind of in line with that. You have one thing that starts it and then you just kind of start figuring it out. Don't you zigzagging through these different things and then pretty soon it all comes together. So thank you, Susan, for sharing that today. Thank you for bringing your message today and this wonderful brand that you have and being able to share this company with other people to create their brands, I should say. So um, again, we appreciate you being on the show today and um, I'm excited to, to share it. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to share before we're done today? No, thanks, Donna. That was so great. I love talking with you and um, yeah, I'm excited Perfect. to be doing this work and uh, I'm excited. I, I always love talking about it. That's great. Thank you so much again. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, Thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow.